Hello and welcome to the Eerie Nerd Podcast, where I discuss all things geek. I'm your host, Kieran, and in this episode, I'm going to discuss episode two of HBO's The Last of Us. In the previous episode of the Eerie Nerd Podcast, I discussed episode one, giving you my opinion. In this episode, I'm going to explain more about the story of the episode, as well as offer up my own opinion. So sit back and relax as we delve into the episode two of HBO's The Last of Us. Be mindful this episode contains spoilers to the second episode of HBO's The Last of Us. Episode 2 aired on Sunday the 22nd of January in America and was available to stream on Now TV on Monday the 23rd in the UK and was watched by a whopping 5.7 million viewers on Sunday alone. This puts it up 22% over the premiere episode. The episode started in Jakarta, Indonesia in 2003 where a lecturer was enjoying some lunch in a busy fool restaurant. Suddenly, some soldiers come in and take her away. They explain to her that they need her to look at something, something they don't understand. She looks at a specimen of the cordyceps fungi, and the soldiers explained it's come from a human, to which the lecturer replies that cordyceps cannot survive inside of a human. She goes to a morgue and examines a woman's remains, and discovers that roots are emerging from her mouth, and they were growing. Clearly shaken, the soldier speaks to the lecturer afterwards, explaining that the deceased woman was from a flour and rice factory where she was bitten, and that 14 other members of staff were missing, and that they had no idea where they were. He asks the lecturer what she thinks they should do, and she replies they should bomb the city. With the words from the lecturer still ringing in our ears, we then go back to our trio of intrepid survivors, Joel, Ellie and Tess who's played by Anna Torv from Fringe and Mindhunter, who are held up in a salon where it's obvious they spent the night. Joel is still very wary of Ellie and does not trust her, whereas Tess tries to convince him that she should be fine and to look at it as a job in order to get their car battery back. Soon they're on the road again, through a destroyed Boston, and soon happen across a road full of infected who appear to be asleep. As the sun begins to rise over the desolate city and hit the road, the infected try their best to roll away from it, much like a mushroom would do in the wild, as some like dark and wet environments to thrive. Ellie suggests that all the infected are connected, and Tess then explains to Ellie that if you were to step on a patch of cordyceps in one part of the city, it would wake dozens in another part. They're connected. The fungus also grows underground. Long fibers like wires, some of them stretching over a mile. You step on a patch of cordyceps in one place, and you can wake a dozen infected from somewhere else. Now they know where you are, now they come. You're not immune from being ripped apart. You understand? On their way to the state house, they pass through a museum, which they soon discover houses a very unique infected one that is blind and uses echolocation to find its way around, and they call them clickers. It is the first time we get to see them in the flesh, and they are just as terrifying as they were in the game, maybe more so. Interestingly to note, the same actors who did the mocap and the sound effects for the clickers in the games also play the two clickers in the museum. 
After an incredibly tense scene, the trio reach the state house where they discover there are no more fireflies where they were meant to meet them. Instead, they are greeted with dead bodies of fireflies who have been bitten by the infected but have not yet turned. Tess reveals that she has been bitten by one of the clickers in the museum, and as an audience, we finally understand how everything is connected when suddenly hundreds of infected turn up to the building. Tess sacrifices herself by igniting some petrol which is in the building, thus creating a bomb and blowing up the infected, allowing both Joel and Ellie to get away. In this episode, the creators were able to do something which was mind-blowing and create sets which felt real, and they looked incredible. It looked like it was made from minimal CGI, which is really refreshing to see. There's a scene, for example, showing the destruction of Boston after the bombing of the city. Although it's obviously CGI, it looks so haunting and realistic that it adds attention to the show, giving you a glimpse of what the rest of the world must look like. All the set pieces looked unique to the show. They also looked as if they're plucked straight from the video game. The attention to detail on every single shot was incredible. For example, in the salon, Ellie is asleep on a large piece of grass which is formed beneath a large hole in the ceiling which is open to the elements. The colours of bright green and the dullness of the salon are total contrasts which really engage you into the scene. As the trio pass what looks like a massive crater in the ground, Ellie asks what's caused the hole and Joel responds it was the bombs, which indicate that the only option the world saw was to bomb the big cities in an attempt to quell the virus. The museum scene is one of the most tense scenes I've ever seen in any TV series. Although I knew the outcome, it was still terrifying seeing the infamous clickers for the first time, which was really well done. The makeup and the prosthetics to bring the clickers to life really did so in a totally creepy way. Inside the state house looks like it's been ripped from my PS5. With the lighting and the design, you would be forgiven for thinking it wasn't a CGI set. I love the way the writers change the way Tess sacrifices herself. While I love the way it happened in the game, the scene just wouldn't really translate to screen, as it would be too boring for them to have a shootout straight after Tess's demise. So I think it works. In conclusion, I am very impressed with episode 2 of the show, and if this is the calibre that the episodes are going forward, then we're certainly not going to be disappointed. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Eerie Nerd Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to my YouTube channel. And did you know that I've also got a Patreon where you can subscribe to £3 a month and you'll get a shout-out on every single video, podcast and live stream and all the money will be going back into the channel and Eerie Earth. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Eerie Earth and please visit eerieearth.com for more information on the podcast. Join me next time on the Eerie Nerd Podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye for now.